have you had a good day guys is it it's it's been it's always good at Barnabas Fund always good absolutely uh, sometimes it's difficult but it's always good yeah yeah it's it's a challenge you know it's a challenge working for a um a ministry um certainly a ministry that deals with such hard subjects that that we do and yeah. um challenge working with that but I have some fun no I was just thinking that the other day you know I was asked to you know pray uh, in the devotions and uh, I think uh, one of my first lines were basically um, you know it's so cool that we are paid you know to do the work that we are so passionate about yeah it's fantastic yeah yet you know there are so many people who wants to work for the kingdom yeah but don't get the opportunity don't, they don't get the opportunity it's so cool and they do know? it by faith or they do it for free yeah, yeah. and Ab- uh, absolutely absolutely so, so what a blessing it is for us to be here yeah you know what yeah. is what is the thing in india we call it full time ministry full time ministry full time ministry you know but actually we are called to be full time ministers aren't yeah. we anyway yeah. yeah 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 ministers of the gospel absolutely yeah. amen this is the Barnabas Fund podcast welcome journey shi barnabas fund why night out the barnabas podcast barnabas fund khoshamat cnmu gela u barnabas fund e podcast Lord God and loving heavenly Father we give thanks for the time that we have together now that that we're able to meet and we're able to discuss uh, a range of topics and we pray Lord that that your blessing would be upon us and that you would bless the conversation that's about to happen and we ask this in Jesus name amen amen, amen. Welcome to the Barnabas Fund podcast. My name is Matthew Martin. You may recognize my voice, you may recognize my face. Um that's uh, probably not a good thing. Um I am joined by my exemplary colleagues Andrew Livesey, our social media coordinator who is um doing incredible things across our digital channels and reaching all sorts of people. So thank you Andrew for joining us. That's great. Great to and be here. And Abanav Revis, our filmmaker extraordinaire who is capturing all this as we speak for your enjoyment. So gentlemen, welcome. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. It's an honor. Thank you very much, Matthew. It's great to have two colleagues with me doing this to friends with three guys in a room talking about interesting subjects um and we hope you find it interesting too. We've had our Weetabix and um we're going to talk about some uh some interesting topics today, particularly about tech in times of trouble. Mm-hmm. Um so um Let me let me open the question first Andrew tech Christianity what comes to mind what do you think of I'm thinking of bible apps I'm thinking of google searches I'm thinking of um digital media so like videos and things like that um I think lots of Christians use those kind of things on a day-to-day basis no matter yeah. where they are but yeah. it often would change maybe depending on their location Yeah like, even more so during the pandemic even more so during the pandemic and i think you know increasing usage across the board yeah apps yourself yeah i personally think that you know technology is a gift yeah and uh, god knew that you know there's um, a time will come when we won't be able to travel like paul did and that's when we will you know use the technology that we have today to reach out to people with the gospel you know so i'm so thankful for technology yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. You, you talked you talked about bible apps um i have a bible app do you have a bible you guys use the bible apps various bible apps i i don't use a bible the bible app but yeah i am pretty old school when it comes to reading the bible you got the physical I, turn of a page yeah absolutely but yeah uh, i'm so thankful for google 
Yep. Like, you know, like if uh, if you need an encouragement or if you are looking for a particular popular verse to, to encourage somebody, you can just type it and, you know, it would appear. So, uh, yeah. I think you're missing, missing out on a blessing. Really? Yeah. Having a Bible app is really handy when you're uh, in an airport or you're uh, waiting for something uh, like a doctor's surgery or something like that where you need... Uh, a little bit of, you need access to the scriptures and you've got some yeah. spare time. And you've got those little bookmarking tools as well. You can just pull up those verses that really mean something to you mm-hmm. and within the app. But I'm, I'm not a great reader, you know. I, I, I just find the audio aspect of sure. just, just listening to an audio Bible. I've got um, one Bible where there's always, all these epic sound effects yeah. as well. And oh, wow. Brings would, it to life. Like uh, yeah, I uh, would like to try that. Epic sound effects. Epic can sound can effects. Genesis <laughs> is like something you've never heard of before. Wow, before. I can't I can't wait to see this. I feel, I feel like really I've got cool. surround sound going on while I'm listening to Genesis. <laughs> Um, I'll, I'll find out the name of the podcast and I'll share it with you afterwards. Oh, um, wow. uh, the name of the Bible, even. Um, but yeah, there are there are other Bible apps available. We're not promoting any particular Bible app today. Um, I'm sure you at home have lots of Bible apps that you use. Um, but it does it, it raised a really interesting question in today's world when um, we're at the tail end of a pandemic. Um, Christians all over the world who may not have access to printed literature, whether they're in context of persecution, whether they just can't afford it, they're too poor, they can't get printed versions of those Bibles in their languages, using their phones, and there's a there's going to be about 5.7 billion phones in the world by 2025, they are able to access the Bible on their phone. Does that change the way that ministries like Barnabas Fund um, give out Bibles, spread the gospel, um, reach hard to reach people with difficult languages? You know, do we do we rely more on this technology? Well, I um, personally think, you know, like with the pandemic, um, I think like the good that it has done is the people that were not using technology are using technology today. So I think, you know, God is preparing us for something that we don't know of yet right now. Um, You know, like some years ago, I was a part of a media conference back in India, which was called ICMA. Um, And I was um, I was teaching like some of the tips and tricks when it comes to filmmaking and, you know, sharing uh, the gospel through media. And there, you know, like there were a lot of people from like small villages of India. And back then I was thinking, like, why? Like, what is the like, why do they need to learn about this technology or media? Because these people are still like pretty old school. They can, uh, they still like, you know, uh, go to, you know, different villages on their bicycle and, you know, preach and pray with people. And I was like, what's what's the need? But today, you know, like when the pandemic began, I looked back at that and I started to think about like these media conferences that had been happening in different parts of the world like training and, you know, teaching these techniques to uh, the pastors, you know? Is there a danger to some of these Christians in in context of persecution that if they have a Bible app on their phone, whether, and they're caught by, you know, perhaps in the context by government or a majority religion that looks looks badly upon Christian apostates, um, is there a danger to having these apps rather than the physical copy of the Bible? I think it's the same danger as having a physical Bible, right? Um, If you're... A Christian, and you're in that that context of persecution, where that people are looking over your shoulder. It doesn't matter whether it's an app or a Bible. But can you easily de- you can easily delete a Bible app, don't you know, and then reinstall it, potentially. You might not even have access to the Bible app on your store. Well, yeah, it's true. So some so some governments around the world they yes. they they stop the download of of such apps. Yeah? yeah. Yeah, these apps are not available everywhere. I'm pretty sure. I, I'm, I mean, I've never been to North Korea, but I'm pretty sure some of the Middle Eastern countries that I've been to, I'm sure you can't download. You know, or these, you will never even see Bible apps and, you know, stuff like that on iOS or 
Google Play, you know? I think that goes back to the, what you were saying before about the way we share the Bible um, and the way it has been in the past. I mean, it's been such a short space of time where Christians were smuggling Bibles in bags with false bottoms uh, or, or in cars. And then, you know, the digital media age happened and they've gone from sharing them maybe on USB sticks. Now they're using the dark web. Um, there's a huge shift um, in the way we the way we do things now. Yeah. We have to be quite clever, though, don't we? The underground church really needs to perhaps use some of this tech to be able to to um, to beat the the authorities at their own game. You know, during the pandemic, we had China watching in um, in uh, in Zoom services, and wow. and then and then and then actually um, physically coming to the places that the Zoom churches were being broadcasted from and arresting uh, the people that were leading them. Um, we again, China again, changing changing the words of the Bible itself. Um, so there is a lot of governments particularly looking at this technology. So we, we need to get smarter um, in using it. To potentially, sure. Yeah. Yeah. I personally think that, you know, like we have to treat technology as money as, you know, as the, as the, you know, saying goes, um, money is a good servant, but a bad master. So in the same way, like there are ways you can use technology, you know, in a, in a fantastic way, you can reach out to people. Like when I, you know, went to the film school, I went to a film school because I wanted to reach out to the people you know, with the gospel, you know, through media. You know, when I was in school, I thought I would go to a Bible school, I would become a pastor. And that's when, you know, um, I, uh, so one of my cousin brothers who lives in Germany, he had come to India and uh, he was making a film and he said, oh, do you, you have time? Can you come help assist me in this film production? I was like, yeah, sure, why not? So I assisted him in a film production and uh, it was really cool. It was a nice experience. And after the film was completed, I saw the final film and I was like, you know, blown away. I was like, this is what I want to do. This is what I'm going to use to reach out, to, you know, reach out to people, you know, through media. It's, it's a fantastic way because if you are a pastor, if you're in a room, maybe you're reaching out to 100, 200 people. But, you know, if you're on the internet, mm. if you're on YouTube, you social media, it. yeah, there's, you know, sky's the limit basically. So, yeah, but with technology, I think, you know, um, it's a blessing, but at the same time, it can be a curse. So I think it's time for, uh, Christian leaders and um, you know people who use social media to um, to share the good news. I think we need to be really, really wise and smart. Mm. Mm. I was going to say, gentle as doves and as wise as serpents. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. talk, talk, we've talked a lot about governments. We've talked about um, context of persecution. But one area that um, tech is big is in the secular world, and um, a lot of our Neighbors who have not yet accepted Christ in their hearts are using technology perhaps in a way that is detrimental to their to their walk in life. Um, as Christians, should we be careful of this? Should we should we should we be worried um, how it's influencing us? If it's influencing our children, influencing the persecuted church, you know, because the persecuted church are just as vulnerable to this as we are, perhaps more so in many ways. Yeah, absolutely. I think you know when we have children, we have a duty of care over them. We have to. Uh, nourish them and make sure that they're growing and uh, in in a positive way. Um, obviously, we can't we don't decide their sort of destiny or their outcome, but w all we can do is teach them and bring them up. Uh, and that part of that is to um, to make sure that um, what they're watching is wholesome and good. Mm. Um, so that's the challenge for what's, all, pa what's the big all parents. What's there. the big YouTube channels that you're you're into at the moment? <laughs> 
Oh, that I'm into. Oh, uh, Barnabas, Barnabas Fund, of course. Of course. So yeah. we start with Barnabas Fund. <laughs> uh, we're, we're working. We're working on that right now. Um, and we're also. Uh, I, I'm also uh, interested in uh, some American channels. Okay. Uh, I particularly like John MacArthur uh, yeah. and LivingWaters.com. So. Good. I'll plug those ones. There's some there's some great resource out there, isn't there? That, that that if you want to find it, you just can go online. And you talked about Google earlier and being able to go on and find those resources. So you know we should give thanks to God for for these tools that He has given uh, us. Absolutely, um, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. What a what a great God He is that He can He can um, lead us to be able to create just the amount of information and technology in this one device here um, that we work on all day and look at and um, probably make our eyes square, um, but has so much effect across the world to what we do, what the organization does. Um, so mm-hmm. such a such a blessing. Mm-hmm. Um, looking to the future now, um, what we have now and 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 the um, the tech that that serves us and 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 that helps us in our ministry. Um, we're looking potentially at AI, automation, um, or on the other side of the, 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 the coin, um, we could potentially look at being shunning this technology and going back to hard paper copies to make sure that you know Bibles aren't being digitally changed, that we've got the true word of God. You know, where do we think this is going to go in the future? Well, I personally think, you know, like as we when we see the restrictions in some of the countries when it comes to Bible apps and, you know, Christian resources um, or, you know, um, even like Christians, you know, meeting in person, you know, um, I think these restrictions, they are not going to go away. I think they're going to stay and it's it's going to, you know, even increase in in the times to come. And, um, you know, like me being from India, I know that uh, in some parts of the country, there are people where people have to, um, there are places where people have to meet, you know, there are underground churches where people can't, you know, meet in open, you know, um, it's, it's a very big challenge. And I think in the future, I think that's going to happen in uh, other places as well. Um, as you know, like I was, uh, I really want to read this book, um, The Death of uh, Christianity in the Western World, and yeah. something like that. Yep. Uh, and uh, yeah, I really want to see, like, you know, what it, uh, you know, what's what's in there, what's in the in that book. But I think, you know, what is happening right now in the Middle East and Asia, I think that is coming here to the West as well. And I personally feel that um, uh, with, you know, uh, as secularism is growing in the West so fast, so mass, you know, um, in, in such a fast pace, I think a time will come when we might not be allowed to meet the way we meet right now. Mm. That's a really interesting point. You know, I think... Um, uh, We've grown up in a, re- a relatively free society. We've be- we've had the blessings that come with that, and uh, the ability to meet and preach and to do all the things that we like to do. Um, but while that's all been going on, the kind of technological uh, grid is growing up around us. We've all got mobile phones. We've all, we're using social networks. The governments are storing all this information. Um, if, if the NSA is watching this, <laughs> <laughs> we uh, we are we're talking about things that are all sanctioned. It's okay. Um, you can you can stop listening now. Um, thank you. <laughs> no, no, but you know. Um, this they are listening and they are they are taking notice. We all have an ID, you know. Yeah, yeah. And um, uh, if if it does go that way, then yeah, we do need to be really wise about how we're going to use this technology to continue to uh, talk about Jesus. Okay, pretty pretty interesting subject. I'm going to touch upon next and and, and the last um, cryptocurrency. Uh, interesting subject. Uh, many of our listeners may know or know not know about it. Um, 
essentially it's a it's an alternative um, method of payment to the big governments to the to the big banks it decentralizes everything it gives the power back to the people could we see a god coin a a a, a religious coin I, I'm, I'm phrasing the word god coin but a religious coin on the blockchain that serves the church just bearing in mind Jesus said, render to Caesar what is Caesar's. So so w- w- what is the ethics here of potentially having a cryptocurrency for, for the Christian world? Go I ahead. think I'll, I'll, <laughs> let, I'll let Andrew speak. <laughs> That's a big subject. Uh, we okay. can have the same podcast. I, don't uh, know I mean, in theory, it sounds great. Um, we talked about the NSA. I don't know if our listeners can hear this with a helicopter in the background now. <laughs> Uh, in closing in on us. <laughs> <laughs> Quick wrap up, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, in theory, it sounds like uh, something worth exploring. Um, I don't know how many of our um, viewers are familiar with um, the blockchain and cryptocurrencies, um, but give us a little 101. Can you? Is it something you could? Okay. Uh, we'll so ju- we'll just we'll just mention we're not necessarily experts in this, so please don't go out and invest tons of money in cryptocurrency don't. D- yeah don't we're not giving you financial advice on this podcast we are merely speculating about the future that christianity may or may not go in in regards to technology andrew fire away all right okay so i'm being put on the spot but okay so here we go um every, most of our users uh, sorry our viewers may have heard of bitcoin yep um and bitcoin is one of a variety of different um uh of different um, coins that are created on, on the blockchain. And the blockchain is basically what's called a distributed ledger. So you have a number of um, computing computers around the world which are independently collecting all the different transactions that happen with all of these different coins. Mm. Um, and that enables uh, people to um, uh, have a coin which holds its value because it can't be... Uh, Inflated, and that there's a limited amount of these coins ever going to be made. That's right. Yeah. yeah, there's a limited amount, so uh, that's why they've been very popular. And um, if you want to make a comparison to say your the pound coin in your wallet, then if the Bank of England decides that they're going to increase the uh, number of coins or in, in circulation, then the value in your, the coin in your wallet will drop. Um, whereas things like um, cryptocurrencies don't have that problem. Hmm. Okay, and and and, a, and Bitcoin is made when two computers work out a very, very uh, difficult algorithm and um, they have to solve a problem which adds a new block onto the onto the ledger and that's when a, and they're, they're, they're given a coin as a reward. That's, that's right. right, yeah, yeah that's yeah. right. Yeah. Okay, and so that coin is given to the computers or, or all the people that own the computers and then that goes into circulation and, and at some point an, a, a limited amount of these are going to be made and as far as I understand they also halve the number of coins that are awarded to these computers every, in a periodic period, which in a periodic time, and then that stops inflation. Uh, oh, sorry, that that artificially inflates the coin. Is that right? Yeah, I think it's complicated. I, th- I think so. I think yeah. so. Okay, I just want to I just want to congratulate you, Andrew, because you, you that that's not an easy <laughs> thing to do. And I put you on the spot. So. No, that's fine. Um, so uh, w- it will could this be used for the kingdom? Um. In theory, yeah. I mean, you could have uh, Christians trading with Christians to um, to keep the value of of their money. Um, and unknown to governments, I could send um, someone in a very, very close country in Asia. We talked about North Korea. I could send them a digital God coin. You know, you can thank me later. And we <laughs> <laughs> this is going to take off. I could send a digital uh, God coin or Christ coin to someone in North Korea, unknown to the governments. And, and because the wallets aren't specifically 
ID to anyone that they may be able to get this coin and, and use it? Yeah, in, in theory, yeah, that could work. The, the problem we've got, though, is that um, I don't know if you know that China has just made Bitcoin transactions illegal. Yeah, and wow. I've, I've heard they're, they're working on their own digital Chinese version of the coin, okay. which, of course, they can monitor. Oh, right. Yeah, okay. so when something goes underneath the government's eyes, what do they do? Make it illegal. Yeah. And let's use our own one. Uh, I was sharing with Abhinav the other day that the, the Bank of England, though, they, they've uh, they're talking about their own digital currencies as well. Yeah. And they're talking about adding restrictions uh, which would uh, pe- which would stop people who had these coins from purchasing certain items. Mm. Um, so you weren't maybe, I don't know, maybe they could turn that and say you're not allowed to buy a Bible. Yeah. Oh, so uh, restrict you know, actually. If it went that way, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So and it could be, an, it could be a powerful. very important thing for us as Christians to actually bring in our own financial system that could then help serve us as a, as a church? Yeah, I mean, this is a huge can of worms, right? Because um, if the government then says that's illegal, then what do you do? Well, it's persecution. And we, we know that's happening. We know it's going to come. Um, it's just one step on the rung of the ladder. Um, it, it's such an interesting subject that I think actually maybe we can all dissect a, a, another future date in a podcast if, if if listeners want to. Please do like, subscribe, follow this podcast on your podcast channels, follow us on YouTube, on Facebook. Andrew is going to be on our Facebook channels. He's going to be monitoring them. Please do leave comments in the comment section of this video. Write um, Andrew and all of us a message of support. I think so far the only reviews on our podcast site is my dad and, and possibly my my wife and my mum. So thank you um, for for leaving reviews. Um, But I'd love it if if people other than those immediate family (laughs) members could leave some reviews. Um, And do do keep in touch. Do send us your questions. We would love for you to comment on this and comment with your thoughts about how how tech is going to change the world of Christianity, uh, how it's going to change the world, how it's going to change us as Christians, and um, perhaps maybe suggest some future topics for us to to, to talk about. Yeah, come and say hi. Yeah, we're friendly. We're waiting Uh, for you. We're we're, we're friendly. (laughs) So is the government, apparently. I just want to thank everyone for watching this video. Thank you. God bless. Keep coming to watch.